0: Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to be discussing an article from the May 12th in the Cattle Markets newsletter. This newsletter can be found at the Livestock Market Information Center. The title of the article we're going to discuss today: Higher Cattle Prices Are Good, but Wide Profit Margins Are Better. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by the author, Dr. Elliot Dennis, who's an assistant professor and livestock marketing economist at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Aaron. Dr. Dennis, I really like this article because I think it really points out some key things that I see as well as we look at what's going on right now in terms of cattle prices. We've seen some really strong prices here over the last eight to ten months, some major run-up in prices, both for fed cattle, feeder cattle, and calves. But also in the article you highlight, we've seen some real changes also in the input cost side of things. And while these prices are really good in terms of how they compare historically, there's not as much margin there as there once was.
1: Yeah, this article was, I guess, good for me also because I was thinking, yeah, prices are going up, but when we actually adjust for inflation, which we all know has really been out there, we're not quite at those elevated price levels that we we think we are. Um, and so there's still... If we think about we're going to go as high as we were in 2015, 2014, we have a ways to go essentially after we adjust for inflation. And really, the big thing that we think could potentially be limiting that upward price movement is interest rates. And so, when we think about interest rates as as a method to control and high levels of inflation, when we look at where we were at in 2013, 14, 15, 16, we were we were pretty much at at you know a two percent inflation. Uh, level on, on a quarterly basis. Anyone who's who's followed this, I mean, depending upon the measure that you use, you know, it's it's well over five percent uh, of where we're at. So one of the ways that the Federal Reserve uh, tries to control that inflation is to essentially control the the interest rate. And the Dallas Federal Reserve is is unique in this in that they collect quarterly level feeder cattle interest rates. And so for a lot of producers that are in the fed cattle industry, they're going to be putting a large portion of of their costs on interest. They're basically going to take out the loan. And so it's the cost of feeding the corn, the cattle, and the interest. Well, when you're talking about interest rates jumping from about 5.5% to 9%, that's almost double the cost to feed the animal for them. So this has a pretty significant amount on bottom lines. And ultimately what that does is when it's more expensive to feed the animals, then that reflects in lower prices that they're able to pay for feeder cattle.
0: You know, one of the things that jumps out to me is not only the interest rate price in terms of, I should say, interest rate you said, you know, five and a half up to almost nine, but then also the cost of the input. So they actually may be borrowing more money at a higher interest rate when you look at then the total dollars that they're paying in in interest it's it's kind of on both ends
1: that's exactly right so when we we're, we're buying we're borrowing more money at higher interest rates that total value of that interest goes up
0: one of the other things you highlight in the article is just what's happened in terms of wages and i thought this was really interesting to look at uh going back to 1990 and then what's changed there as we look at the last you know, 30, 30 plus years in terms of wages, Uh, there's been a significant run up there. And then we also just think about the input cost side from uh, fuel, transportations, repairs, just the cost of operations has changed significantly.
1: Yeah. What we kind of highlight there is that these higher costs of transportation and really just the cost of doing business, such as, you know, hiring people is really going to potentially drive the technology uh, adoption in in the industry we point out that the this adoption is, might not be the same based upon region and what we do is we say okay what are the wages on a dollars per hour for people who work with the livestock in the northern plains versus southern plains what we see is that we tend for, or tend to pay a higher wage in the northern plains uh, for animal workers than in the southern plains and that really since since 2020, when all inflation was going up, plus inflation goes up, people seek higher wages. um, And it's really spiked. We're well above the, essentially the long term trend that we've had over the last 30 years, and uh, by a pretty significant amount. And so what we know is that either that wage has to, that wage has to come down because it's a a long run trend. So if we think about corn yields, right, we're going to be up some years of some below as far as total corn production or, you know, bushels per acre, but we're significantly higher and it's about $16 per hour for animal workers. This is, does not differentiate by the type of work that they're doing. We can think about this in terms of just hourly wages that people are paid, but we do at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln and the Department of Agricultural Economics, we also do a, a feedlot labor survey. And what we can show is that not only are these wages increasing from the labor side, from you know the cowboys and the people who are handling the animals, but all the way up into the managers. So these, essentially what it means is it costs more to raise that animal and that squeezes margins.
0: So that kind of brings us back to, I think the title of the article, higher cattle prices are good, but wide profit margins are better. Uh, You know, as we look at current cattle prices today, they are higher historically. But again, when you adjust it for inflation, as you said, uh, not as high as they have been. And then when we also look at the input cost side, not as much margin there. So from a production standpoint, as people are thinking about making decisions, thinking about their business, what are some things you're encouraging folks to think through in light of where we're at right now?
1: Well, I always think it's one thing to be a good producer and to, to raise animals well. And it's another side, another skill set to be a good, run a good business. And so when I think about the production side, I think about animal care. I think about animal production, range management, or environmental management, when I think over here on being a good business manager, I think in terms of skills of like HR, finance, marketing, and sometimes producers overlap on those and they have both, they're proficient in both. And sometimes they specialize in one or the other. I think it's important just to know where we might be deficient at and then go find someone who can help us become better in in that area. And sometimes what that means is we need to farm that out. Uh, If we're not comfortable with risk management and we value that as priority, maybe we need to find someone who can help us do that price risk management. But regardless, when we make a decision, if we're interested in making profit, we need to really be sitting down and running the numbers. And what we often say is that we make money on the buy, not on the sell, which means we should be penciling in or hopefully penciling in profits when we buy animals and if we're not, we should have some sort of expectation in that in the future, prices are going to go a certain way and I can at least cover my variable costs. If we're covering our variable costs, then we can continue to stay in business. So this is, this are really important decisions, especially when we talk about higher heifer costs that are coming into this year, into the fall is going to be really important as we start to sell animals, should we retain animals? And just because we choose not to sell an animal, we're incurring a cost to the business because we're choosing to forego profit today. Always encouraging, sit down, pencil it out. If you need help, just people like myself, Aaron, and, or other people in, in the community affiliated with the, the university, or even people in your banks or, or private industry are willing to help you sit down and do that. We want you to be successful.
0: Well, thanks again for joining me today. Thanks for the article. It's always good to get some perspective on what's happening. And I think sometimes I personally can get focused on, look at where the markets are at, but forget about what's happening on the input cost side and input costs definitely have changed drastically over the last several years. And so as we look at profitability, both those things need to be considered. Yep, absolutely. But well, for more information on the article that was discussed in today's Beef Wash podcast, again, you can find this article in the In the Cattle Markets newsletter. Again, that can be found at the Livestock Market Information Center's website.